दिस एपिसोड ऑफ अनबॉक्स इज ब्रॉड टू यू बाय टू स्वेटी बॉयज इन अ रूम ओके हो गया तेरा finale of the unbox podcast strap yourselves in because as you've noticed this is a long one a long boy as i've been calling it in my head while editing this now the episode is long for two main reasons first because of course it's the season finale which is a special milestone and second because i think there is substantial depth in this particular episode about the stuff that the guest and i spoke about before i introduce this month's guest I like to share a quick story rather an update about this finale. So a few of you might be aware of the poll I did on Twitter uh, and Instagram asking unbox listeners if they wanted an episode where I talk about myself and just my story in general um and everybody almost said yes to that. So initially I thought that I would make that as the finale for season 1 but I think I have a better idea now which fits the direction of the show and just i think it's a cool idea uh so basically what's what i'm going to do is that uh, what you're hearing now is the finale it's with the guest the normal format how it's been is just longer and then there's going to be a christmas special in december which will most likely be uh, about me i might have somebody else interview me i think that could be an interesting thing uh but yeah i just wanted to do christmas special because Yeah, I like Christmas specials. Uh, with that out of the way, let's talk about this month's guest, the finale guest. Who's it going to be? Uh, what's their story going to be? What are they up to? Uh, let's let's talk about all that stuff. Well, the guest for the episode is Parth, a recent, well, engineering graduate, currently pursuing his masters at Cornell University in engineering. Well, you're probably all wondering what the hell am I doing? having an engineer on the show after constantly referring to engineering as a conventional career path in india and of course unbox is all about unconventional career paths well well you're right but i think this is a special enough case to consider having him on the show um also because i feel like it's a nice way to bring it home with the finale having uh, an engineer who actually loves engineering and has really enjoyed his four years at college i think his perspective is really interesting how he actually went about structuring his time while he was at college because he's somebody who's also has a lot of other hobbies things like music and he also has like a successful youtube channel we dive into all of that and how he managed his time and balanced uh, his academics and also other things he was doing on, on the side we also talk about uh, internships and just generally uh, 11th and 12th grade and stuff like coaching classes how was his experience with that and also we talk about the application procedure for applying uh, to universities outside india because he is now at cornell doing his masters in engineering so he had i think a lot of valuable info uh, about the whole application procedure um so yeah enjoy the conversation and see you on the flip side So for this times episode we have Parth a good friend of mine on Hello. the show. It's good to be here. I didn't think I would be invited. I'm an engineer. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's what we're going to get into today. Uh but Parth, how are you how are you feeling to be on the show? I I am nervous, I'm not going to lie. I had a visa interview this morning and I would say that I'm more nervous about this than I ever was about that visa interview. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about this visa interview? What was it about? Sure. This was basically uh, my interview for the US student visa that I'm looking for. I'm about to go into my masters at Cornell University and uh, that is also continuing within engineering. 
So is this like a like an M tech sort of program? This is an MS pro an M engineering kind of program. Right, yes. right, right. So I guess this is a good segue into just just getting to know you more. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself to the sure, listeners? Sure, sure. Um, my name is Parth Saraswat, and I'm a recent engineering graduate. I studied electronics and communication over the past four years, and on the side, I have been doing a lot of things that I consider hobbies. uh they would include music uh, a lot of youtube work and uh, a bunch of other stuff and yeah that's about it that's me and i'm about to be an incoming student at cornell university now officially now that i have my visa yeah <laughs> congrats call, on that by the way uh, call the, for the, a celebration the us is notorious about uh, <laughs> visas uh, especially now that comes there but good that it worked out thank uh, you but like lots lots to unpack there man uh, let's i think i want to start with just school in general and we can eventually build up to why you chose engineering and okay. like we'll go from there sure um so what what was what was school like for you i mean specifically uh, i mean schools like a huge time period mm-hmm. so i kind of want to focus on just 11th and 12th grade and like your Uh, thought process behind the subjects you chose yeah so uh school for most people is something that i've heard is that over 12 years they attend the same school maybe two maybe three but uh, i have had the great pleasure as well as the displeasure of attending <laughs> a total of six maybe seven schools wow and i know you knew this you do your research you're like the sean evans of podcasting <laughs> and uh, ratik is crying guys ratik is crying <laughs> i am crying <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so school um i was uh, as a kid i think uh, i was very reactive to things as we all are i wasn't making all of my decisions uh, very consciously so because i switched school so often the one thing that i had uh, that i think was an advantage was that i never had social anxiety of any sorts like every two years it was like you got oh, to make yeah. new friends you got to make new friends you get, you're into 6th grade now you got to make new friends that's like like when you like this is like a cliche where like the best way to learn swimming is by throwing yourself in the into deep the end pool. yeah yeah this is kind of like that but for social interactions that it makes is. so much sense it knowing does, who you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah go on yeah so uh, basically i switch schools every time for uh, certain unavoidable reasons and uh, each time there was like a new group of friends that i had to create so i had my first grade in one school my second and third grade in another fourth and fifth in another and uh, it, th- there were city changes in this as well oh, so okay. there were no people overlaps wow. it wasn't like okay i had this person in this school and i don't have this person in this school and i still have the same person in that school so essentially uh, over second and third grade i was a person who didn't like to talk to other people very much but i had very little choice in the matter right so i was good at i, I mean over time with practice i've become i like to say that i've become good at talking to people and uh, you know just being a little bit fluid with talking to people yeah that makes sense because you're constantly moving and like you said you need to make friends uh, yeah. so what was so when eventually when you got to like 11th and 12th grade mm-hmm. i'm sure you had like that was in one school right yes what was what was going on through your head at that point had you been in that school for a few years at that point or was it a new school again <laughs> no 11th and 12th was again a new school yeah 9th and 10th was in one school okay so i so i would say like 9th through 12th i had a very tight group of friends right. and these people are still tied to me yeah shout out samik yeah <laughs> and uh, so essentially the switch from 9th 10th to 11th and 12th was um, uh basically it was all about you know it was the time when people were trying to pick are you going to be an art student are you going to be a commerce student are you going to be a science student and for me um it was a matter of arts and commerce never really resonating with me like i remember social studies being one of my least favorite subjects in school yeah i can relate to that really yeah, yeah i can yeah even though later on i it those are things that have started interesting me mm-hmm. but never as like somebody something i could sit and take exams for if yeah. that makes sense it does make sense because i know exactly where you're coming from so i had uh, you know history civics geography as everyone else and these were never interesting to me 
But now when I go back and I look at books on my to-read list, they all have something to do with either history or geography or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, it has a lot to do with how we're taught these things also, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's for another, another episode. That's <laughs> episode. I would say another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying. Uh, yeah. So you naturally gravitated towards science. Yes, yes. So science was uh, definitely the interest for me. I feel like... I was always surrounded by a lot of people whose major interest was science. So I think it is most people, but I'm not sure. This is just from my personal experience. So physics was one of my favorite things. Chemistry was one of my favorite things. Math is something that I enjoyed when I was good at it. That's, and yeah. I did not enjoy, enjoy while I was... That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that happens to math majors also. Yeah. <laughs> so as much as I think that uh, kids going from 10th to 11th and 12th, the default... For a kid, if they don't know what they're doing is science, I don't think I went into the default uh, bucket. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear from when you say that that's what you gravitate to, to, towards. And exactly, yeah. for me also, it was like a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think I knew I wanted to do science since like eighth grade. Yeah, So exactly. that sort of thing. But that's that's pretty cool. So then you took science and what was that like 11th and 12th? It, it's usually a bad time because like boards and the pressure. Mm -hmm. How was that time for you? Okay, so my 11th and 12th was also a little bit unorthodox because it wasn't the same thing as going to a school and then going to a coaching. I had one of those in... Uh, what oh, are those did called? you have like a proxy thing? Like, no, no, it wasn't a proxy thing. It was like I went to a school. Okay. I actually went to the school where the school teachers taught us English and the other subject oh and the f the coaching teachers i cannot name the coaching institute but it rhymes with ritji and <laughs> <laughs> the, the coaching teachers would teach us maths physics and chemistry the idea oh. behind that was that we would save time studying the same thing in class in in school and then later on in the evening uh, with uh, iit coaching teachers teaching us right. so we would have a lot more time to uh, study them by ourselves so was this also like and did you stay on campus or did you like you stayed at home only i stayed at home this place was about 15 minutes from my home it was like going to school okay it was the same thing as going to school it was like any other school the experience of going to school hadn't changed from like 9th 10th grade because I was still going to the school and then after that I was back home because the the coaching per se was done during school hours Right, that makes sense. Um, so, what, did you enjoy this experience? As in, weren't mm -hmm. you worried that you would not perform in your boards uh, if because you were studying for like... Or did you want to like take competitive exams? Uh, what was your thought process around that? Like, you should do this uh, unnamed coaching place <laughs> business uh, versus well, like doing something else and like studying properly for the boards yeah so i guess the idea that i spoke about which was like you would save the time where you would be studying the same thing again sounds very tantalizing to parents as well as to students and my parents are amazing so my parents have always had my best interests at heart they haven't ever like pushed me into you need to be doing this you right. need to be doing that i think uh, even continuing into 11th and 12th grade i was a very reactive kid more than a proactive kid so I was doing things that I saw other people around me doing. Right. So I saw people wanting to take, you know, IIT coaching, wanting to take competitive exam coachings. And I have a sister who went down the same path. She's about four years older than I am. Right. So it was always a, a natural thing to me that I didn't think twice about it. So then, okay, so you're in, you're in school, um, you're in 12th at this point and you have like your boards coming around and also your entrances. Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on in your head at this point? Uh, yeah, so boards was always an afterthought because of the... Right, of course. Because of the entire setup. Uh, boards was always an afterthought. It was all about like, okay, we'll teach you IIT stuff first. And you are supposed to be doing the NCRT back at your home, like on your own time. Yeah, oh like, wow. You were expected to be doing that. Okay. And uh, that's fair. I mean, that's the entire point of I the I mean, setup. debatable, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's what their setup was built on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So For was, them... It makes sense. Yeah. So essentially they kind of warned us about this, but uh, your boy did not pay heed to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. And you did not study for <laughs> the boards. Yeah. So boards was uh, basically over those two years because of the entire uh, system that these guys had built. It was more about like, if you do well on the competitive exams, 
it will not matter what your board score was it wasn't they didn't specifically say do badly on your boards or it's okay to be doing badly but on your boards but it's like an unsaid thing it's an, it's a kind of like an unsaid thing it was like let's say you crack iit let's say you crack the mains let's say you crack the advanced nobody's going to go back and look at your board scores yeah. that you got yeah, like yeah, a 96 yeah, yeah. instead of a 98 right right so that was the entire premise there so boards i because of this i think i didn't feel the pressure as much as people around me were probably feeling who had other uh, you know formats of how they study right so then you you took the entrances uh, what happened after that uh <laughs> so uh so i think it's fair to say that uh, because i was a reactive kid that i didn't do very well or i didn't do nearly as well as i would have hoped to do um you know it, it, these are competitive fields like you know this you you did science like iits the exams all of these competitive exams these are very competitive yeah it's, it's not easy for sure yeah and if you don't work you don't get it right and i am very okay with admitting that i didn't work as much as i should have i didn't work as much as i could have but over time i feel like some entrances were went okay some entrances went better than the others and i ended up at a college where i made the most of what i could And right that makes it sound like the college wasn't good but it was it was good fun yeah were you like you mentioned your interests in your intro um mm-hmm. were you still actively pursuing them when you were in school yeah actually that's a good question so uh, essentially when i was in the third fourth grade like, you know i was like any other kid like as a kid what are your interests you you want to play video games you want to play cricket you want to do all of that stuff right and i did do that but i never had a gaming console of i didn't never had a gaming console of any sort like i didn't have the uh, i never asked for it so but what i always had was like i had this internet connection like this little tiny tata photon plus thing yeah and i also had uh, mom loved having camcorders around okay. so it was always like i could i was on youtube like all day yeah i was watching charlie so cool like i was watching the vlog brothers oh i, I was uh, the, the ogs the ogs and uh, i was looking up things like uh, how to add muzzle fire to your videos yeah i've seen some of those <laughs> i've i've seen these videos if you if you look for them hard enough you'll find them no they'll be in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> of course of course that i'll make sure that they are the first link on the show notes so yeah these were my interests at the time so my interests were definitely leaning more towards i always had that camera and i always had this look into like okay how do i make an explosion in sony vegas pro 10 back yeah. then so you were doing a lot of things that revolved around your hobbies or interests yeah i would say that like i i think i was lucky enough to uh, have hobbies and interests that weren't the most common to be found at the time so as i remember uh, back when i was in 9th grade and uh, you know the 9th standard students are supposed to give a farewell to the 10th grade students i don't oh. think whether you had that or not we didn't it's usually for 11th and 12th okay okay so But we had this, that makes sense yeah, yeah so we had this thing where the 9th grade students are supposed to be organizing the entire farewell for the 10th grade students and uh, i offered to make this uh, video for all of the 10th grade students like uh, i i got them uh, all involved and i had this adidas commercial oh, wow. that i had uh, <laughs> that i had you know some of the 10th graders recreate parts of it and then i went home and i edited it for like a week straight wow. and then we had that show on the farewell uh, day and it was awful <laughs> but it was mine it was fun i'm sure it was so fun yeah was, and that's that's important man it's important to do the things you like doing yeah and I, and i and i stuck in a little watermark down there of that nobody got there. of course you did <laughs> it said part saraswat creations 2010 oh, lovely <laughs> Lovely. and it had one of those little copyright did you make symbols. a facebook page for yourself called that later on as well i mean you should have <laughs> uh, coming up this summer <laughs> part saraswat video effects 2019 it'll <laughs> be they'll be pretty good at this point because you you've like leveled up since then but i digress <laughs> okay but i think next i just want to talk about getting into college and just first year and what was that like was it like was it like a culture shock or was it what you were expecting how did you approach this whole time All right yeah so uh, essentially i had lived at home all my life i didn't have any boarding school experience but uh, when i went into college it was like my first taste of living alone and stuff like that i remember back at my orientation i had the choice chance of you know choosing my stream 
So I had uh, a choice between IT and uh, electronics, ECE. Yeah. So <clears throat> at the time, I, I don't think I understood what either was uh, as much as I do now, obviously. But uh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> but that I, would have been scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I went into ECE thinking uh, like I heard a lot of people say it was a very versatile thing. And I did think that I was more into hardware than the software side. And uh, yeah, I, I'm in, in hindsight, I'm glad that I chose ECE because it does offer versatility as well as uh, I had the chance of picking up some of the IT concepts as and when I needed them. So if I needed to learn database something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I did that. I looked it up. But it's tough to go the other way. Like if you are an IT student, it's not the easiest thing to also get your hardware skills involved. That does make a lot of sense, actually, if I think about it, because the hardware stuff, I mean, people might not like me saying this, but it's more hardcore um, <laughs> versus software stuff. Um, and maybe I don't know why I'm saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to you from Ratik Sharma, software developer. <laughs> and oh, sorry. Uh, and also to continue with my answer. So, yes, it was kind of a cultural shock for me. Because I've lived in the west of India throughout my life. And now I was in the northern side. This was Jaipur, right? This was Jaipur, yes. And uh, so I like to summarize the entirety of my first year's social experiences as something that my dad said to me about the last week before I was leaving. Uh, I am someone who is very picky with my friends. Like I always thought as any other 11th and 12th grader, like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than that. But my dad told me, uh, make friends with every person you come across, like at least in your first year, just make friends with everyone. And when you're friends with everyone, you can pick like essentially, right. it's like you, the people with interests that resonate yours will gravitate towards. Yeah. You. It's in a way it's like you get to know everybody and then obviously you build a relationship with some of exactly. them, Exactly. which I think is like how organically things work as well. Yeah. yeah this is but how. like compared to, not meeting anybody yeah, it, yeah. this is like a good yeah. way to approach things yeah that, that's pretty cool man and so first year you define i guess getting used to engineering college mm -hmm. and just making friends doing a lot of things mm -hmm. uh, how are you like balancing your interests with like coursework like i'm talking about like second third year as well okay. how are you managing to balance your interests which you clearly had like you mentioned stuff like youtube I and did, music I did, I did. um how are you balancing that with like education and, and gpas okay so after the end of my first year i uh, i made this youtube video that like summarized the entire first year experience for me and uh, I remember back at the time when I was looking into first-hand experiences of what life was at, like my uh, life was like at my college, I couldn't find many resources. And I guess because of that, the entire first year video kind of blew up. So like I had a lot of people when I was in my second year. Yeah. I had like uh, I remember like six separate occasions when I had freshmen come up to me. And tell me, like, oh, we saw that. Oh, wow. And uh, that, that we enjoyed good. that. Yeah. So it was like, it would have been easy to, like you say, like coursework is definitely a priority because you're there to study. But it would have been easy to give up me doing, uh, uh, me exploring my interests. But when you have real life feedback from people and real life people telling you like, oh, I saw that and I liked that. So it, it, it's like an extra kick of motivation. Like and I should keep doing that. You know what I mean? Every month um, <laughs> I struggle to edit these. <laughs> and then when I put them out and uh, people like you listen to them <laughs> and tell me like, like whatever, if it was good, bad, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, any feedback, good man. It's so I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. There. So I always had that kick of motivation from real people like telling me that they enjoyed listening to me uh, talk about my uh, experience at the college and it helped them make the decision of coming here. Uh, that was the kick of motivation. And then essentially all of my classes went from like, it, they were all situated between 9am to 5pm. So it would either be 9 to 1 or it would be 11 to 1 and then 2 to 5. So, uh, because I had to make the most of my time. So after 5 PM, I would like block out two hours. Like today I work two hours on this. Like I, I, I write, okay. I think I brainstorm with myself. Like what yeah. is the next thing going to be? And, uh, uh, once 
once I get an idea and it starts to look feasible, then it was like a rolling train. Then it just like kept going. And once you start editing a video, I think it goes for the same with the podcast. It can be kind of frustrating, but once you get into that flow, you stop when you finish. I was looking for the word flow because that's exactly what it. I think it's <laughs> technically called that. I think I don't know if you've heard of Cal Newport. Yeah, uh, he's this writer. He calls it like being in flow. Flow state. Yeah, yeah. there's so, a whole book about this. Yeah, I know. It's been on my list for a long time. So something I want to talk about from there. Um, this might be like a tangent but i think it's important mm-hmm. uh, i notice with a lot of engineering folks it's also like circumstantial people these people end up in engineering college and they obviously want to like get their gpas up and then eventually get a job and they end up only studying mm-hmm. yeah. which there's definitely that's a good thing mm-hmm. but this is something a friend of mine told me uh, okay. he's also like an engineer mm-hmm. and he, he was looking at the whole placement process right and i think i think aib has made a they had like the honest honest, honest placements has a portion on this also like there's this entire monologue i think yeah, yeah. where he talks about like for four years you're just studying mm-hmm. before that you were studying for two years yeah and when do you actually get a chance to like work on your personality and sort mm-hmm. of build interests and have interests outside what you're studying right because those things become suddenly important as soon as you leave college they do they do yeah so i kind of want to know i mean it probably came organically to you because you had these interests but how do you did you have people around you who maybe came into college with this i fixed mindset of that they had to study and then over the four years they also picked up interests and started working on them do you have any thoughts around this whole uh, stream of consciousness that yeah. consciousness that I've thrown at you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, it's easy to say that uh, it's easy to like the entire AIB uh, rant thing. It's easy to, you know, uh, paint engineering as something that like it'll mold you into this very one dimensional being. Something that I've spoken to uh, about a lot of my friends in college is that uh, I think 9 to 5 the classes I attended most of my classes and what you do after that kind of defines who you will be at the end of 4 years so like 5 pm for me until when I went to bed it was like what am I doing am I doing music because if I I have friends who did music in that time and they are amazing musicians and I have friends uh, who studied over that time over that entire period of ga- uh, over that entire gap but you know all engineering colleges and i think all colleges in general have a clubs system yeah like uh, you know about this everyone else knows about this so i think it's very important to make use of this club system um so i had zero knowledge about music or any instruments before i joined college but through one of my friends and the music club at my college which is named the music club by the way amazing naming <laughs> uh, so through all of these things i was able to kind of learn things which i would not have probably done you know if if these place things weren't in place so it was more about like uh, being proactive so all of these clubs and this entire system kind of helps you build that personality that you're talking about so this is i guess this is how college is different than school in a way mm-hmm. uh, like you're being you have classes and then after school classes you end up like, at home at home and like watching tv hmm. and of course you you were doing your own stuff also yeah. then and you can do that as well but in college given that you have such a good club system going around mm-hmm. it's easier to do things like follow your interests and proactively build them more and like yeah. learn things yeah so this is kind of how college is different from school from a co-curricular and extracurricular way uh and that's wonderfully put i can't add much to that and uh i think academically one of the things that i've noticed is there's something that in my head i call a push pull system so while you were in school um facts and concepts were being pushed to you uh which is not to say that you were resisting them but that you were being taught each and every single thing so you you go to school you learn what they're teaching you you study about it but in college i think there is a definite pull system you get what you ask for so while you are in class you can sit there and study and you will get a good amount of benefit out of that but 
after let's say your classes are done if you go over to your professors and you ask them about the possibility of starting projects with them or if you ask them about the possibility of writing a paper with them that is suddenly a pull system because you're the one who's making the first move there that's 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 wonderful put actually <laughs> i mean i've been doing this for a couple of months now and i can already see like parallels to like what other people have told me and it and mm-hmm. this is i think a good uh, model for like thinking about approaching college and just like learning in general um yeah if <laughs> if i ever do a takeaways of like <laughs> unbox season 1 this this will be featured there for sure no that was wonderful man so you spoke about the push and pull method um what according to you do you miss out on if you don't take that initiative to pull in college like what are you at the risk of definitely you know i spoke about like writing papers under teachers and stuff like that but all of this is stuff that might come in handy later on during your applications or something when you're looking into that but something that is a little bit more immediate is like building what is known to be like a t skill set which is like you have a broad ranges of skills and uh, the 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 vertical stick in the t is like the depth of the skill set so essentially if you are just sitting in class and studying the same things uh, and not doing anything outside of that uh, academically so what that does is it just builds that horizontal stick of the t but as soon as you become proactive about these things like um, for me it was like embedded systems and a little bit of uh, internet of things and a little bit of machine learning so it was like as soon as i became proactive about these things i had the horizontal stick in place because that's what college gives you exactly your yeah. college courses will give you that horizontal stick in place but that depth will only come when you uh, you know start to pull and start to try to make projects so you're looking to make projects under your teacher you're looking to make projects with your friends Uh, and you and, yeah. yeah and this i think and this is how you go about making a well rounded profile or like an later like if you want to apply for things mm-hmm. this is what will show uh, versus if you are just unidirectional about grades right uh, i mean grades are important but they're not the only thing they're not the only thing yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. a good analogy i have is like with jobs because i've been thinking about this a lot money is one thing but there are like so many factors to having a good job mm-hmm. like the people you work with the culture you're in uh if you what what are you impacting mm-hmm. uh, as a working professional right so you can apply this t-shaped logic to a lot of things in life and it eventually boils down to not being only a specialist and being specific in one thing and then also being a generalist in a lot of other things yeah so i guess the takeaway from that is that you can be just a generalist in things or you can be just a specialist in things but as soon as you look into proactively try to pull from your teachers and proactively try to start your own projects and tinker around that's when you get what i believe is the right kind of shape of a skill set there is a reason why the t shaped skill set yeah, is exactly. such a well known concept uh, like a lot of uh, smarter people have thought like come up with this <laughs> we're, we're just we're just quoting them uh, but i think that's that leads me quite nicely into internships mm-hmm. uh what so i noticed this usually when i was in college uh even though i was doing a lot of things on my own and i was like taking a course on the side uh, apart from the course work that i was doing there was always this pressure because people around me was like interning and every summer even summer summer and winter at times uh what was your approach with like internships because they become even more important for engineers to a certain extent uh because it is this field which is supposed to get you like jobs um so like two questions essentially what are your thoughts about about interning in college and uh, what was your personal experience with internships okay yeah so I think it is a very normalized thing now and it is really expected that as an engineering student when your second year ends that you do an internship as well as when your third year ends you're doing like a longer internship but I think this is uh, like I remember uh, back in 2017 when I had just finished my second year I was speaking to this um, Cornell University graduate and uh, he was also a graduate in electrical and computer engineering and I, i this was the summer of my second year which i would be spending in the us doing nothing but tourism yeah <laughs> so you i went out for a holiday right yeah so this is the summer when people around me were going into internships so it was like i was 
pretty nervous about this and i asked him you know i was i just he seemed like he had his life successfully yeah. done like he <laughs> on the right track so i asked him hey what did you do for your second year uh, summer he said i did nothing so that was like the first time that i heard that not doing an internship could be either just not harmful to you like it, it, the the current viewpoint is that if you're not doing an internship in your summers uh, that you are uh, you're in bad shape big time but uh, he told me that he worked on his skill set uh, regarding uh, some assembly level programming by himself and because he also told me that he did things by himself like he was self taught in certain things right. that really worked well with me like i had been doing that for 2 years so uh, i don't think internships are as essential as people make them out to be but i do think there is a lot to gain from them so this was about like your thought process around like internships how did you approach this whole puzzle for yourself yeah so um, something i didn't mention is that internships i do think are important like they look good on your resume people like hiring people who have work experience of some sort so i did definitely look into internships it wasn't like i was anti internships yeah <clears throat> so yeah for my first internship i had like this uh, very short stint at uh, a company that worked with um, electric electronic equipment for uh, automotive vehicles and uh, so my experience there was really fun uh, the one thing that i took most out of that internship was i was made aware first hand of the industry and college skill set gap that exists right so right. I, on my first day there i was given something to do and uh, i didn't know exactly how to do the entire thing i did know what she was talking about but i didn't know the entire thing so that's when the entire uh, you know uh, like that's where google comes in handy yes so like you sit there and the first day of my internship i remember i googled every single term that my manager had put up to me and i absorbed as much information as i could have and then it was like every day it was work it was good work the the gap is definitely real i mean college doesn't really prepare you for what's out there and i guess an important skill set to build is just this skill set of figuring shit out yeah uh, which is what googling is at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> there's a whole coursera course that is uh, really yeah learning how to learn is what it's oh, called oh yes i've you heard, must have seen that i've so, heard about this this is like a one. yeah 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 definitely <laughs> uh, what about the second internship yeah so the second internship which i just got out of about 2 weeks ago that was again uh, something to do with electronics but this one the particular task that i that i was given was more towards the it side and as soon as i got this task i kind of was uh, reassured of the importance of that t shaped skill set because i would have been far better off had i been given something in my particular area of interest but this is something that i kind of had an idea about it wasn't completely foreign to me so it had something to do with graphics programming and i had never done graphics programming before but i was familiar with object oriented programming and stuff like that so i googled it i asked my uh, seniors who were very helpful and uh, this was much longer this was about 4 and a half 5 months so i learned a lot more than just the technical side of things like team building uh, the importance of a team actually talking to each other which i've spoken to you separately about before that's so important man that there's something i'm also in the process of like learning mm -hmm. like before when i when i joined where i am right now i had no idea how like i i like to say this to myself i didn't even know how to properly talk on email um <laughs> uh, like i was decent at it yeah. but it's like a whole different skill it is it is so uh something if you go through some of my most recent downloads from uh, on my phone they but are this is a family <laughs> podcast <laughs> Sorry, go on. If you go through some of the most recent downloads on my phone and you skip the first couple of MP4 videos, <laughs> what you get is uh, so these are there's these PDFs. They're like uh, email phrases that you can use to sound less um you know pushy and demanding less demanding so you know the alternatives to commonly used phrases yeah so this is a whole different skill set you're right so you learn about communication you learn about so from a longer term internship what i learned was a lot of technical stuff 
but equally imp- as important was all of the non technical skills the soft skills as they say that i always thought were a big lie but <laughs> they're important they're what you take from one job to another they're what you take from one job to another so i think this is like a uh, great point to uh, since we were talking about uh, being a working professional mm-hmm. uh, placements and uh, fourth year of college uh, what was what was that like so i know now we know that you're actually studying more versus uh, looking for a job so i guess i have two questions for you again like we talked about internships um, what are your thoughts about the whole placement experience uh, seeing it from afar or i don't know if you sat for them and also just why did you choose to study more yeah so uh, i at about at the end of my fifth semester which was you know halfway into third year i was sure that i would be studying more uh, i had started kind of you know early roots of the process and uh, i was pretty sure that i wouldn't be sitting for the placements so what i saw from just observing the placements from afar kind of just reinforced all of these things that we've been talking about so you know big companies that came in they were the ones who were hiring people who showed that proactivity and uh, these are the people whose names you might see on code chef as the top uh, right, right right yeah as the top ranking ones at the university but you might not see their names at the top of the gpa charts yeah you could but the common theme was that they would always be the ones that were proactive right yeah and uh, it's definitely as uh, you know engineering is known to kind of land you a job like that's why most people do it because there is some level of security there that you will kind of get a job and i did see uh, you know a really big percentage of people who sat for them did get placed but getting placed in some of those bigger uh more lucrative jobs was what these guys with the you know the proactivity under their belt i saw them do it a lot more than i saw other people that's do it. that's comforting to know because like you you put in that extra work so you deserve that to a certain extent i can say that yeah <laughs> like i mean look at you for example like you haven't done uh, any i don't think you've done any formal education in software development no. outside of courses uh, only formal education is like 11th and 12th 11th and 12th yeah right so none of the college level formal education but you did build your skill set and that was on the side that was not something that you were required to do and now you're a software developer so this is kind of it kind of you know it it mirrors the same concept right over. right So you spoke about you knew by fifth semester that you wanted to study more. Um, how did that decision sort of come to be? Okay, so like I've mentioned her before, so my sister who is about three years academically ahead of me, so she had uh, sat for her placement and she did get placed. She's incredibly intelligent, far more skilled than I will ever be, and uh, so she had decided to go into further studies. and uh, you know watching her i've i've tried to emulate her a lot like you do when you have an older sibling older sibling suck by the way uh, <laughs> at at jivansh such <laughs> such a such a balanced uh, like sort of opinion about siblings <laughs> yeah anyway so i did kind of try to mirror her not uh, very consciously but i had seen her go down that route and i had seen during that second year summer how well she had done and how uh the masters program at un- programs at universities did look really good to me like um when you speak of college you say, like i said like it builds that horizontal t but uh, masters will help you get that depth and right. so i was always um of the opinion that i, I want to do it like i want to learn this and i want to learn it at some point of my life whether that is now or whether that is later right that's what i was going to sort of say as well that the idea is to learn more and if you want to do that uh then you should uh go for like a masters course another question that can come out of this is why get into a masters directly versus because this is something a lot of people do they work for a couple of years and uh then they want to do their masters this is something i relate to as well mm-hmm. the thing that i tell myself is the reason i don't i didn't go for a masters is because i don't know what i want to study more Mm-hmm. that's why i want to figure that out and once i figure a discipline out 
that interests me deeply enough mm-hmm. that's when i would want to go and learn about it more so why are you going right into a masters okay yeah so uh, that sounds like very sound logic you know you didn't you want to figure out by doing um by the end of my 6th semester when i was about to start applying i already knew what i would be wanting to that was one of the things and the other thing with masters in engineering and science programs is that they're not like mbas wherein work experience is kind of a necessity like when when you apply for an mba people expect you to have work experience but when you apply to a masters in science or engineering it is not necessary that you do that so for me it was like a similar thing uh, so both options were basically the same to me but uh, i kind of wanted to get into it as soon as possible i want to get my education done as soon as possible and then i want to focus on work lovely so uh, so you're you're going to cornell uh, ivy league uh, <laughs> big shot parth uh, i want to talk about just just applications and how you approached that part of this uh, puzzle because there's a lot of like confusion around that um so maybe you could talk a little about how you approached it and also maybe talk about like scholarships if you have any insights there yeah so i've seen that there is actually a lot of noise in this department of applying to foreign universities whether that's the us or canada and i guess that is sort of to be expected because these are processes that are very different from what we are used to in this country right so all of these universities uh, in all of these countries have what they like to call a holistic process of determining whether you are worthy of being a student at the university or not so you know for example writing essays or having letters of recommendation this is not something that is uh, you know that is well known to us we are uh, we are used to having ranks and then everything else working through that <laughs> so there are yeah. pros and cons to either it's not like i don't think holistic is a better way to do it uh, but there are pros and cons to either way but the process is far easier than what most people make it out to be F- for me personally uh, because my sister had gone down the same route so she like all of the research we had done for her was very helpful exactly yeah yeah but uh, the research done kind of basically just led to a few key points it was okay you're going to want to apply to a variety of colleges that does not mean variety in in the terms of like all over the country or anything it means a variety in rank so you want to gauge yourself like how ambitious are you going to go so you want uh you know at least two or three ambitious universities which you would be really happy if you got into you want two or three middle universities which would be like you would definitely go and you would be very happy to go and you want a couple of safe schools which like you are pretty sure you will get into so you have to kind of gauge that for yourself so for uh, you know for someone like uh, MIT and uh, Caltech might be the ambitious ones for example uh virginia tech as well as uh, i want to say nyu tandon school of engineering might be the mediocre ones uh, mediocre i mean they're really good schools but they're like you know you'd yeah, be really happy course. to go there yeah, yeah. not as highly ranked but and then there might be a couple of safe schools that you know that you will get into so in case all does in case nothing works out you have those safe schools so that was one of the takeaways the other was how to write an sop what to write in an sop uh, the other was lors and the final piece of the puzzle is the gre score exactly i want to i wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. in terms of like process so you took the gre i um, did uh, did you like prep for it on your own or did you go for like classes yeah so at the end of my third year i uh, was supposed to be doing an internship but uh, it didn't work out for particular reasons uh visa related reasons oh which is like that's kind of poetic that's 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 the, that's the theme for today isn't it <laughs> so yeah so that didn't work out so i had like a couple of months within which i then over the first week of my summer i uh, decided that i would be taking the gre and i had the option of taking either a coaching or study for it by myself but uh, through experiences from my sister as well as a lot of other people i had spoken to they said you would be okay if you did it yourself but you did it well so uh, and uh, i took their advice and i still didn't do it as well as i would have liked <laughs> yeah but uh, like a tiny piece of advice that i would give to anyone thinking of the gre of giving the gre is it doesn't really matter how you do it 
like you can go for a coaching that might work for you you may want to study by yourself but do one thing do a couple of things give a gre prep test before you do anything don't look into what the questions will be or anything just kind of to get where you stand and the next thing you do is you book your gre date when you pay that i guess it's like 200 dollar <laughs> oh fee my God, yeah. and you have that little red dot on your calendar that says this is when i'm doing it that's when yeah. you know that's when you study that's when you start whether you're doing it through a coaching institute or whether you're doing it personally and yeah, that, that's pretty sound advice i think yeah so i i there was like a world of difference between my prep before i had booked the date and my prep after i had booked the date so those are the two things you want to do if you're thinking of giving the gre that makes sense um so just to touch upon so you'd apply to like you said multiple colleges the process you had your sop lors your gre score mm-hmm. and uh, um, like your application like i'm sure you mentioned your internships and your and your gpa and stuff like that yes uh what happened after that so you got into places and i'm asking because um, the, i'm talking i want to talk about scholarships how does that work out for like especially foreign students okay yeah so <clears throat> whenever you are putting in your applications um there is always it's like this basically a huge google form is what i like to call it yeah <laughs> so each one of these forms has a little section that says uh, would you require financial aid and without thinking you should be ticking yes yes in all of those <laughs> options yes of course <laughs> yeah so otherwise you wouldn't be considered and after that what happens is that they kind of look into your financial situation and they if they decide that okay you are a good enough student for our university but your financial situation does not allow you to attend they will offer you a scholarship and the other side of it is let's say you are an exceptionally good student who they would love to have at the uni- at their university they will basically incentivize you like hey we will waive off all of your tuition expenses if you come to us so essentially what they're doing is they're uh making they're incentivizing you they're saying ki we will not charge you any money just come to us right that makes that makes a lot of sense and that reinforces the idea of your uh, application even more because like we talked about having that t-shaped profile mm-hmm. and doing a lot of different things um and uh, also uh, uh to finish up on sponsor uh, on scholarships um the one thing that uh, i've seen some people do is like they were actually unable to attend certain schools because of the financial situation and they got accepted without any scholarships so what they did was they just they were kind of they had to reply saying no like i have to reject the offer because i'm unable to uh, attend because of you know financial reasons and uh, universities are pretty reasonable when it comes to this more than you might think okay. so they will revert back to you and there is a chance that they will offer some scholarship to you uh, yeah. kind of like in an, in a in a bid to say that that's okay we still like you as a student so here's what we can do from our side that's comforting to know and i think the crucial information there is like don't get disheartened write the email you write never, the email yeah uh, Pro- it, be proactive <laughs> that reminds me of this uh, youtube video this this another podcast uh, by this guy called matt we've spoken about it on the mm-hmm. show before mm-hmm. uh, i should just ask him for a sponsorship at this point <laughs> um but he he has this episode called uh, it doesn't hurt to ask where uh, this this dude he's like a small filmmaker uh, reached out to him saying that he basically made like a funny video about his process i've seen this yeah so he made a video about he copying matt as like a parody yeah. and then he linked it to him and it was a really well done video mm-hmm. um and then he even asked he straight on asked matt that i want to be on your podcast yeah and he eventually made it there yeah so, i've seen that and essentially it doesn't hurt to ask basically yeah it doesn't hurt to ask i guess that's most of that's one of the major themes of this episode of your podcast which is like uh, you get what you try to get right it all starts with trying <laughs> this is this is great um Okay so I think I'm at my final two questions. Uh so the first one being just essentially advice for people who might have just started engineering college or are like in 11th and 12th are on that default path that you mentioned and are heading towards this engineering uh, college thing. Uh what would your advice be to them how since you're somebody who 
fell in love with engineering while being in it mm-hmm. um what are your insights around this yeah so um i have to say that most of my affinity towards engineering came during my second year during my second year maybe third so that's kind of testament that there is more out there than you realize so when you get into your first year and you learn about things and you see what there is to learn you might find something that you like let's say you're you know someone who's working who's going to be an it engineer and you don't enjoy database management you might enjoy cloud computing you might enjoy game development something like that so there is always more out there than you realize so definitely it's not something to be scared of you don't know what you don't know exactly <laughs> you don't know what you don't know uh, shout out gyan <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other thing i would say like i've seen this first hand with some of the first years while i was in my third year uh, there was this uh, particular friend of mine and uh, he was in the situation where he was a first year student and he wasn't enjoying going to classes every day but because he was in that situation he was uh, he basically time was ticking for him he had to figure out what he wanted to do if not this so i remember like he looked for things he started exploring his interests he was in a situation where he was forced to do that so engineering college can be a really good place to do that if you don't know what you want to do and uh, he eventually dropped out at the end of his first year and he went on to attend music college and he's doing really well so i guess the takeaways from this are that you actually could fall in love with engineering without realizing it you don't have to make up your mind right now and the other thing being that uh, you know if you're going into engineering college by default it could be a really good thing for you in order to figure out what you want to do like you said when you said that you haven't done your masters haven't approached applying for your masters yet because you don't really know what it is that you want to look for it's kind of a parallel situation like you could find something while being there i think i found a good way to summarize this and you can correct me if i'm wrong just um <laughs> be open minded um yeah yeah be open minded like there is a lot of stigma around the world of engineering and uh, there is a lot of people saying are ab to yahi hone wala hai life mein engineer engineer but there is actually so much more to the life of an engineering college student yeah. than you might realize at first glance and then then you have the post 5 pm period to explore other things as well yeah yeah which is something i learned today <laughs> <laughs> and finally um, i want to ask the question this is this is the elephant in the room uh, yeah. the the box in the room no it's the this is the elephant in the box <laughs> the elephant in the box we'll go with the elephant in the box that could be a great name for an album uh, <laughs> but essentially people end up thinking of engineering as being equal to iit um ah yeah uh what are your thoughts around that uh, given that you like engineering and you did it not in iit yeah so uh, i want to preface this by talking about some of the iits that i've had the pleasure of knowing so two of my good friends uh, they are really good engineers they are really intelligent people so there is nothing that i can take away from such intelligent people my dad who is one of the smart, who is probably the smartest person i know he is also an iit graduate oh okay yeah but what i think is that all iits most iits will definitely make for good engineers but not all good engineers are iits and this is something i take away from your podcast episodes a lot is that uh, you know kabir's episode we learned about him that he didn't actually have a formal education in game development right he looked for it himself and he found out how to structure it for himself now he has a game on steam you can buy overcome on steam <laughs> yes you can links in the description <laughs> and uh, as well as gyan gyan now he does have a formal education in design but it did not uh, you know formal education or a great education in like nid or something was not necessary for him to start becoming a good designer and also you like i think that's one of the bigger ones wow. okay. is that you you didn't have an actual btech degree but you are now doing things that software engineers do i hope so yeah you have <laughs> a skill set that software engineers look to build over 4 years so it is not a necessity that you need to go to an iit in order to become a good engineer 
but iits are great which is something that you know is fact and at the same time yeah like you kabir gyan like these are some of the major names that come to my mind when i think of like self taught people like engineering is as much of a self taught skill as anything else and i think that is a point that most people miss out on they think that formal education is everything when it comes to engineering but it is as much of a skill as anything else that that's a great way to end the episode that's actually lovely um we're at it's time it's time it's time it's time, time. for the <laughs> recurring segment on the show um okay recommendations Let's so part mm-hmm. let's talk about podcast you've been listening to have you been listening to any good ones that i should know about yes i am the biggest podcast fan that i know okay <laughs> but you know me i know you and i am still the biggest podcast fan that fight me part <laughs> so one of the i would say my all time favorite podcast is this uh, one that i've been listening to it's called conan o'brien needs a friend conan o'brien uh, is one of the greatest for me comedians of our time and the premise is amazing tell me about it yeah 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 so the premise is essentially that uh, conan has a lot of guests on his show Uh, you know conan right yeah yeah <laughs> so Start, conan has conan yeah. has a lot of guests on his show and uh, he essentially gets to talk to these guests uh, for like maybe 5 minutes maybe 7 minutes at a time and they have to talk around promoting a movie or something right so what he does here is he has a setup where he sits down and uh, he has these guests over that he wants to become friends with oh so they sit down and for an hour conan talks to them and they talk back and they talk about anything they want wow and at the end of the episode there is always first off this is all hilarious yeah, i'm got, sure it is yeah yeah bill hader is one of the guests bill hader is one of my favorite people on the planet martin short is the recent episode okay and it's amazing essentially yeah it sounds pretty great yeah I'm listen gonna... to conan o'brien needs a friend if you enjoy any sort of comedy Okay what about um, YouTube uh, apart from your own videos uh, what else do you watch A- and mine <laughs> Yeah so on YouTube um, uh, so there's this channel that I've been watching recently and uh, it's called Michael Reeves so Michael Reeves is essentially oh is this really ties in well with the episode because Michael is somebody who works on electronic projects as well as a lot of c sharp stuff like a lot of coding right. and his videos are amazing like he doesn't actually teach stuff it's they're really fun and he has no formal education in engineering wow yeah so he recently he built this uh, roomba that would swear every time it bangs into one oh of the walls so, <laughs> he, so it is really entertaining to view and it might actually you know kind of spark your interest in engineering if you're looking into that that's that's lovely Uh, that definitely going to put these links below um what about this is something i added just for you cuz uh, you and i like to geek out about apps uh, yeah. what are some like apps you've recently discovered or some apps that you like really love okay yeah, you're so not allowed to name my apps yeah <laughs> oh man what am i going to do now how am i going to name shut up <laughs> yeah so uh, i guess the first one that comes to mind is monument valley 2 which is what i've been playing recently oh my god through your recommendation so your recommendation is my recommendation in this case monument valley 2 amazing 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 how did they make it better than the first one i cannot say enough about that game slash app and the other one is uh, it, there's this app called tide i don't know whether you've heard of it i have not it's uh, like a little tool it's it's in the productivity section of the app store right and it's like amazingly designed for one and it has it's so for one it is amazingly designed and the other thing is like the entire app is about uh, basically giving yourself blocks of time to work in just download tide you'll you'll figure the rest out these are great apps nice that's and then finally because this is another one of your interests i want to talk about music so yeah so you already know that i have this one particular og that i love to listen to J- jm jm <laughs> yeah so john mayer is definitely one of my biggest influences and i love him a lot like yeah, we all do time. we all do yeah he's been fantastic uh, he is and uh, i would say the album that i've recently been loving is uh, it's uh, mac miller's the divine feminine i love mac miller dude Everyone like i've been struggling so shout out mac <laughs> rip um but also mac miller is not on india spotify india for some reason 
Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. That's I've been not listening to Mac because of that. Really? Even though I have three music subscriptions, <laughs> but I I should get back to listening to Mac because I genuinely liked his like latest album. Yeah. I don't want to incriminate myself on this podcast but I don't know of that about the Spotify India thing because mine is still cracked. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble, Parth. <laughs> yeah, so those are my music suggestions, app suggestions. Lovely, YouTube man. Suggestions. This was this was great. We had a pretty productive one hour long conversation <laughs> which will now be edited by Ratik. So my work here is done. Uh, so essentially this this episode is going to be 120 seconds. Um <laughs> so but man just to just to wrap it up thank you so much for being on um like it's it's I know you were here in Delhi for a short period of time so thanks for taking time out and finally just uh, just to wrap everything up um how, if anybody wants to reach out to you what's the best way to do that yeah i am at p saraswat that's p s a r a s w a t on instagram or you can just email me at parthswat@gmail.com that's parthswat@gmail.com cool thank you <laughs> bye bye all right it was good being on and yeah that was that was season 1 uh, that's a wrap to season 1 of unbox uh seven guests one q and a i think i managed to put out a lot of content over the last 6 7 months i think Um but yeah the show will be back with a Christmas special in December so you might want to stay subscribed uh, make sure you subscribe actually in whatever whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this uh because you, then you will find out when the Christmas special comes out uh you can also follow the show on both Instagram and Twitter it's at @unboxpod uh on both of those services um the links are always in the show notes as well so you can check that out there But yeah, thank you so much for supporting the show over the last uh 7-8 months. Um it's been great and I hope to be back soon with season 2 uh with I think a new direction. See you. <laughs>